I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Welcome to Happy Foot Sad Foot. Welcome to the post-game live stream. I'm Darren Miller. I'm Travis Helwig, and we're joined, we're so happy to be joined by the greatest mind in Los Angeles football club history, Vince LaRosa. Vince, how you doing? I'm great. I got to tell you, Travis, you, you sent me a text today asking if I would join, and I, I do enjoy being with you guys, but I have to say, I'm doing this for my mom. She asked me last week as she was watching you guys, she goes, where are you? Why aren't you on the show? I was like, mom, I don't have to be on every single show. So mom, if you're watching, I'm here. And yeah, doing this, doing this for mom. Vince's mom, I'm sorry I curse so much on the show. It's nice to meet you. Uh, she's, a, Friend of the foot. she's fine with Friend that. She's fine with that. She'll be okay with that part. All right. Well, uh, you know, we just witnessed the first leg of the Philadelphia Union versus LAFC Champions League match, which, as we all know, was scary to watch through and through. I would say I did not have fun for 85 minutes of that game. Darren, how are you feeling? Wow. Same. Yeah, that was that was a real cringy, cringy, tough to watch game. Yeah. That was I mean, rough. <laughs> then something I've but, noticed in like in every way, in good ways and bad ways, it was just a real like ugh. it I wasn't unclenched. <laughs> it, it was a good game. Like it was fun to watch, but it was not pleasurable as an LAFC fan. And I wanted I knew that we were having you on Vince. So I wanted to ask you, it's I've noticed now through how many games? Is this the 13th game of the season? LAFC or of the of the throughout competitions? LAFC sure. has seen to 
they're cool with not having possession. And that wasn't true last year as much. And I'm wondering how much that of that you think is a permanent tactic versus a tactic that we're doing to get through this long stretch of matches. Both. I mean, Steve Tronolo says that he wants his team to be good in all facets, facets of the game. And being able to sit back at times and soak up pressure, causing the opposition team to come forward and give you more spaces. I mean, look, if you can get Carlos Vela, Danny Bowanga, and any combination of Mahala, Bogish, Stipe running three, 3v3 or even 3v4 versus a defense, you're going to feel pretty good about that. So it, it, it is a tactic. I do think, though, a lot of it has to do with these games. And so being away from home, definitely that was part of the game plan was to do that. The problem was, and the reason why I think we're all like, that was not great to watch was it was Phil, it was exactly the game Philly wanted. Like they yeah. weren't able to really capitalize on it, but the, it just, even though the tactic was smart, it, LAFC just was not executing well in the ways that when they were breaking out, a lot of poor decision-making, not much rhythm. And so Philly's watching this and going, look, we understand that you guys can hurt us, but you're not doing much. And we're just going to keep making the game into smaller chunks is really what they do. They They play... Forward, they get a foul, it goes out of bounds, they start again, and they just redo it. LAFC, much better when they have a rhythm, and they just never seem to find that until late in the game. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like there was... It seemed like we were hoping to counter, and they seemed very good at breaking up our counters. They seemed to be prepared for that in a nice way. I mean, for them, not for us. But like we were, uh, you know, a save... Besides that Denny Bawanga shot with the incredible Andre Blake save... And Kellen Acosta with a little bonk to, to tie the game. I mean, we didn't really have opportunities. The only other opportunity I have is is was a that I remember was one sad foot I was thinking of, which I think it was Sifu got the ball at the top of the box and had a heavy touch and then didn't have a straight shot on goal. Uh, oh or, yeah, yeah. It was not a it was not a great moment in the game. Let's just look at the chat real quick. Joseph says, "Happy foot Vince is here, and Acosta got necessary redemption." Sad foot Vela did not did not look too happy getting subbed off. I think he never looks happy getting subbed off. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. To me, I mean, that's not that's not a sad foot. He's he's got the fight in him. That's good. I want him to be that upset. Yeah, like the the flip side is, what if you sub a guy and he's like, "Thanks, yeah, see yeah. you later, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Got a little run out. He puts a towel around his neck. Like you, you don't want him happy. And look, as long as he, he shakes Steve's hand quickly. I think it's one of those things, any, barely. Any, barely. Um, but it's it. But I would I would say that, and, and Steve knows this well. It's one of those things where it's like, as long as it ends there, like he can be as pissed off as he wants. But once they go in the locker room, it's like you just move on from it. That's fine. That's yeah. that's what, kind of what you want. Yeah, they they made a good point on the broadcast too that like the game had kind of just finally opened up for LAFC. They were starting to get a few chances. He was getting beat up. Like that was just kind yeah. of a tough game for him. Yeah, he did run full speed into a giant man. <laughs> like I, I know it could have maybe it definitely was an MLS foul. I don't know if it was a Champions League foul, but just like running as fast as you can and then a giant man steps in front of you must hurt so bad. <laughs> we have our first live stream guest. Yes, and I, I'm looking looking at the name and knowing that it's from The Simpsons and knowing my podcast partner in crime, I'm gonna make a guess that it's not actually Cliff Clavin from the simpsons it may be the one and only max bretto so maybe we open that door cliff. oh my god hey, there it hey. is there he is cliff that's clavin. not cliff clavin cliff clavin from cheers is that how i, did I spell it incorrectly I'll, I'll, go back, I'll go back and uh proofread the cheers Uh-oh. scripts and let you know <laughs> yeah is there, isn't there a simpsons <laughs> I, screw this? I don't I screw know this up? all i know is you 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 prefer to not I go by your own name 
I, Cliff Clavin of Cheers is the name, but it, I spelled it. it with an E. It's with an I, so I screwed that up. I apologize. <laughs> you know what? Thanks for being here. We'll see you later, Max. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, Travis, uh, I, I sent a tweet out about the Knicks, and I think you thought I was like just trying to bomb the Knicks. I'm actually a Cavaliers fan, so I watched oh. that series, and I was very. I kept it under my hat, and I should have kept it completely under my hat because they stuck. I'm sorry. I should. I I knew. Congratulations! You were if I knew, I would not have worn. I'm not gloating. We have very few. We have yet to feel any joy as a as a team for a very long time. So, hundred percent. You should you should soak that in. It's like not the Warriors. You guys enjoy all that as you can. I think you guys will probably win another series. Don't I, I'll, I have I will never feel hope until we win a championship. It's all too scary. Wait, what is happening? It's a weird year. It's a weird. What is year. happening here? We're, this is not NBA playoffs talk. Welcome to Happy Foot Sad Foot, yeah. the New York Knicks podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hosted by Darren slash Ernie. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. who, who am I? Max, you're clearly Chuck. You got to be Chuck. Clearly <laughs> Chuck. We're it's a, a podcast of four Ernies. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Well, thanks so much for being here, Max. I mean, what we do here every episode after game is we usually ask people a happy foot and a sad foot from the game. Happy foot being a positive thing that they saw during the game. Sad foot being a, a negative thing that they saw. I want to say my happy foot was Acosta holding his head, even though there was video review. <laughs> Although I will say... I do think the Fox broadcast must have been so low quality because we couldn't. They kept saying it's clear and obvious, and watching on TV did not look clear and obvious. Yeah, Acosta convinced me. I was like, that looks like his head. There was one after he had already set up for the PK. They showed it again from a new angle finally, and I was like, oh, okay, from there it was his hand. But you know, it's not a bad tactic. Like, what if they don't have the angle? I think it hit his arm, but and unless the Fox crew had different replays that we were not privy to. There's no way that you can look at that and say it didn't go off his head because the first one, it's, it has such a carom that could only come off a head. It couldn't come off an arm because you don't have a sharp point like a forehead. So it looked like it hit off something pretty hard. And again, I think it did go off the arm, but the two replays we saw, I could argue till I'm blue in the face that it did not, that it went off his head. So that's where the replay gets a bit, unless they had a different review, the two replays I saw, you can't reverse that call. In my opinion, it was such a bizarre like it w- It felt bizarre to watch because the commentators were so confident in it and yeah, watching it on television. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were they were, were like that, that on a lot of calls, different. though. Like, yeah, there was there was a ball. There was a ball out of bounds and they were like, that was clearly out of that was clearly still in play. And I'm like, guys, you're not even there. First of all, we know <laughs> you're not there. there. They're not like, getting an extra on. replay. I can assure you they're not getting an extra replay either. I'm sorry. I'm fixing my camera there. I do feel like um, it's very fun to beat up on how shitty the Fox broadcast is now that we know what Apple is like. <laughs> you don't have to mention that, Cliff, but I'm saying it. Yes. Uh, Max, Max will sit that one out. <laughs> and then uh, my sad foot was that, well, I have two. One is that Apoku, you know, I know he got taken out. It seemed like there was something tight going on, but he also seemed... He seemed out of flow the last few matches. He doesn't seem to be finding the right spaces. And, you know, it's far enough into the season that I'm starting to, to feel a little nervous about him. Maybe his head's in Europe. Who knows? But it, he just doesn't seem like he's playing with the same urgency that he played last season. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's I think there's some truth to it. Yeah, it is. 
he had he certainly played a lot better earlier in the season than we've seen the last two three weeks two three games yeah man that is a sad foot that actually made me sad <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is all about I, it's, it's, it's about making people uncomfortable and sad yeah <laughs> My ha- my first happy foot is John McCarthy owns Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and say it. Man, yeah, that was a great John McCarthy game. That was he, fun. Uh, yeah. My other my other happy foot was just a cost of redemption. Yeah, it, it was watching John McCarthy make all of those saves. It's a bummer he didn't. It would have been such a good story if he could save that PK. But that would be crazy. You can if only he could just be like so many. <laughs> sorry, you yeah. can't hit a PK against McCarthy. I guess you guys just can't pull it off, huh? That would have been that would have been great. <laughs> He had a good game, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah Max, that that your... first half save against Uo was uh, massive, obviously, yeah. in hindsight, too. Yeah, give us your give us your happy foot, Sad foot, Max. Welcome, welcome to the uh, show. You gotta, you're by the way, I like that. Darren, Darren just had, I think it's a soda, right? Or is that a beer? But he had the last sip of it, and he enjoyed it. He put it that last sip. I can see it. <laughs> this is a beer. Uh, okay. You'll probably find me. You'll probably catch me drinking what I think is the last sip another five times when I, then realizing I'd already finished it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was all the way up. Now I'm done. Uh, I think you guys covered the happy foot pretty well. I want to say something for Sifu because I know he has been the object of some dissatisfaction because his play has not matched up the last couple of years. I thought he put in a really nice shift today. Uh, he had the ball in that was to Denny Buanga, and he played 78 minutes, which means the coaches are feeling more confidence in him because Timothy Tillman, probably not 100%, was available on that bench. bench and I and, I was curious to see how long because I thought Steve was involved. He was advancing the ball well. Again, it's not it's not as good as he was a year ago, but it, it's starting to move back again. So I think he's finding his confidence because it looked like maybe he he just wasn't there. Whatever it is, he just he wasn't present. And he had he did have that goal against Vancouver too. So I think that's a good happy foot. I think Mati Bogush showing that he can provide a uh, an impact in a small time at least is another one too. Yeah, I I thought it. I think those are both great happy foots. And you're right that Sifu, we give him a hard time. We have to also be kind when he has good matches. We forget that as as fans. And also, I, I thought it was interesting that Bogus came on first over Stipe, which that's the first time we've seen that. And only the second, I guess, third match now with the team. He seems to have taken that rotation spot, at least in this match. Yeah, I, well, it might be a thing of just you have these bodies now. You have a lot of different things you can throw at opponents and. You know, Steve is probably using that well because he now has, when everyone's healthy, you have three guys, maybe four, that you can bring off the bench in for different, for a midfielder, for an attacker that it, it could throw off an opponent at the very least. Because I don't think you really know what to expect. It's Bogus and Buke, maybe uh, uh, Tillman obviously came off the bench as well it's from the midfield up. And I guess you could say Duenas as well would be in the mix for that too. Yeah. Vince, what about you? You haven't you haven't shared your feet yet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> usually you charge for that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. My happy foot would be the center backs holding on just barely for dear life. That was definitely like the, the whole game. It honestly felt like a two v two basketball game for long periods of that game, where it was Carranza and Ua versus Murray and Long. One thing that does scare me, and this might bleed into a sad foot, is Ua clearly has pace on Murray. And Murray needs to understand that in certain situations, like you got to bump him or you got to do something, but you can't, you can't go toe to toe with this guy in a foot race. But I I say that. And ultimately they only get a goal off a penalty and those guys aren't able to convert that. So I'll, I'll put that in a a happy foot and hopefully they watch some tape and go, guys, look, 
the second that one of that, their midfielders is able to pick his head up, these forwards are just running. They're, they're not even looking. They're just running and then picking up the ball. It's, it literally looks like a wide receiver going deep and just hoping he can get it, get an eye on the ball before it lands. Sad foot was just the decision-making. And this goes into, like, Mahala was one of them. There were chances to use this game plan and do things with the ball, but they really just didn't didn't have it. They they did connect some passes later on in the game as the game got stretched, which I think that they looked a lot better. But for the most part, the really the only instance I can think of where like they really executed it well was they they got that early ball out to Belonga at one point, um, and he he puts that shot off target er, early ish in the first half. But they didn't really take advantage of the fact that they were you know sitting back and able to turn over Philly a lot of times. It just it just it was either poor execution or thinking too long on the ball or just the guys not opening up in the right way. But I just, that, that makes me worried because this, you're going to get the same game. It's going to be the same game coming back to BMO stadium. You just hope you'll have a little more energy and you'll have the crowd behind you to help buoy them a little more. Yeah. I forgot how, how many ties we've had against them. And I'm like, well, we know that the next game's going to end in a tie. We just got to prepare for that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully nil, nil. Yeah. It can only end in, it can only end in zero zero tie, really. I mean, you can go one one, and then you go five, penalty. Five right? straight, five straight ties, in, including MLS Cup, right. which is that's wow. In which Philly has led in every single one of them, which is crazy. I believe no, the goals have all gone back and forth too. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was in, Philly's always gone ahead, and they just can't seem to close out a game. I just want to take my hat off to Philly, man. That was a great game. That was intense. Their crowd behaving badly, which they're allowed to. It just goes to show, you know, these are the two best teams over a long stretch. And that felt like an occasion. So, you know, it, it takes two to tango. And, you know, there was, I mean, John Thornton was quoted too, saying it was, this was an organic rivalry where it's been created based on success. We were the two best teams at the end of last year. And we both did what we were supposed to do to get to the semifinal. That means they're very good teams. So uh, that was, uh, I bring that on. We need that in the league so Badly. We need marquee matchups that would you would hope would draw in a neutral audience, which this if you were an MLS fan, you you probably have to take a peek at this if you were in St. Louis or Denver or Texas or where have you. Yeah, I certainly imagine no one's gonna miss the second leg for sure. Like it, it's it's just a, a must-watch game now, especially like I don't know, you watch that game and then you watch us against Vancouver in the Champions League, and it's like watching two different divisions. It's just so obvious that Philly is a good team and and like they deserve to be where they are. And watching the Champions League game last night, like these are probably the four best teams that were in the competition. It'll be, it'll be fun no matter what. Um, Do you guys prefer that it was MLS, MLS versus and Liga MX versus Liga MX? Or would you have rather those kind of uh, lines been crossed a bit? Ooh. Great question. Go ahead, Darren. I'm good either way. Like I, 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 I there's a lot to like about both. I, I love, I love the idea of like, let's find the best of this league to take, to take on the best. Uh, but I, I mean, the whole thing being mixed is fun in the first place. So I think I, 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 think I don't think you'll find me complaining either way. The narrative of Champions League is is MLS better than Liga MX? And to know that we're going to have a final where we will have an answer to that question this year is cool. Like that narratively, that's what yeah, you want, yeah. right? Like it, you don't actually want to, I mean, you do want to know who's the best team on the continent, but it's so much more fun if it's the the championship is against the two best leagues. Also, I'd, I'd rather have us us philly in this game than yeah. any other situation like this I, is awesome this, this is lafc philly it i think has more clout than lafc tigres i know people would argue that or lafc 
maybe not LACT. That's a warm because they had a final. But the Tigers is not playing well. Leon is. They're both. They're doing well, but not not as as well as they normally would. But I just think the the LAFC Philly has so much momentum based on that final that I would say this would have been the best semifinal matchup if those were the three options. Vince, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think, and Max and I talked about this a little bit earlier on the week. It's it's because it's Philly and LAFC. Like so many times, we do get this where like. Yeah, you would you prefer to have two MLS teams in the final because that way you get an MLS winner. But it's because a lot of times it's like an, a really good team and then somebody that just kind of slipped through there and you're like, okay, hold on. If this team continues to slip through and get to the final, this is not going to be good for MLS. But these are, these are the top of the top. So you know that no matter who goes through from LAFC and Philly, it's going to be a great team and a team that can really, you know, take the final. Whereas, Max, what, what do we say? There's times when like Montreal slipped through – and other teams have gone to the final. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, I mean, that's nice that you're in the final, but like, we don't believe you at all. Yeah. So that this is at least a, a chance where it's like, look, whoever gets out deserves to be out, and they're going to give their best to a, a League MX team, and then we'll really find out, you know, who's the best in the region. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like we're neglecting the chat, which is popping off, and they had a good uh, sad foot in there, which is that Ryan Hollingshead is clean shaven. And that feels like, you know, that's just bad luck written all over it. That's if a bad omen. No. But maybe he's Maybe's leading best, it in. Best, maybe best he's leading it into Tuesday. Remember, guys, it's just only halftime here. So you think it grows that true. fast? Oh, <laughs> I know it. I know it grows that fast. We've Max and I've seen him, and it's like he can go grow from clean shave into a full mustache in like less than a week. It's, it's let's see it. Let's see it. Experts about his facial hair speed. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we have a lot. There we have a lot of down, Travis. There's a lot of downtime at the training facility where we're waiting for people to come out and do stuff with us. And Max and I have a lot of time to chat about things that we probably can't bring up here. What is the training facility like? <laughs> Are there good snacks at least? Oh, the food is fantastic. The food's really good. I, I can tell you because I'm getting at the age where my internals can't take everything <laughs> that you can eat. So if I eat something at lunch, I might be, stuff like that. But every time I eat there, I feel lean. The only thing is that you, we eat after players. They have food left and we'll eat some. They're very generous in that sense. The worst part is when you're there the day before a game because all it is is carbs. And that's the players need the carbs. Oh, I don't right. need the carbs. <laughs> I mean, it's like you, there's like a little bit of meat and then it's pasta, pasta, rice, bread. And you're like, Ugh, and they end up eating it. It's very tasty. It's so funny. Carb load for that vocal energy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, maybe they still need they do a pasta party like I did in high school. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I always thought that that didn't actually work, but I guess the best of the best think that it does. Yeah, yeah um, some things never change. <laughs> thanks everybody in the chat. If you're here watching, give us a thumbs up. That helps people find the video. I'm trying to look. Yeah, if you're on video, give us a thumbs up. Um, uh, we're seeing lots of great people are saying that this is sort of like Lakers Celtics back in the day. Like, you know, that it's the two best teams when they're playing. Jesse Perez says run back to stash. Wow. We have so many to get to. We hardly, there's a lot uh, of comments here. Yeah. We got, here's a, a duo here. Sadfoot Philadelphia stole our jump for LA football club chant. And someone that was Daniel and Jesse Perez soon after said they had a cheap knockoff of our TIFO too. <laughs> Something's did going TIFO, on here. Did TIFO seem like they were trying, like, I don't know enough about Dragon Ball Z to to know what's going on, but it was another Dragon Ball Z one, right? Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. 
First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah. Yeah. Do either of you I, I, yeah, know maybe anything they about, went deep the narrative of Dragon Ball Z to like one of <laughs> yeah, our particular we... Dragon Ball Z reference, but I, it's, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the message is just not landing. The four of us are just, pretty aged out here. I know the old, I know the old arcade game Dragon's Lair. That's about yes. It. Yeah. Close. I, oh, that, another sad foot I have is that, you know, I don't think I'm the best comedy writer in the world, but they put a sign up that said Dupin and Onions and in the Dungeons and Dragons font. And I was like, do they think Dupin and Onions is a play on Dungeons and Dragons? It was one of Dupin. the more confusing fan signs I've ever seen. It's not a pun. It doesn't make sense. Like, I know what dupe means. Does onion make s- what? I don't understand. I believe. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a fail. I'll admit to being perplexed by that as well. Because I was like, are, are the Onions a supporters group? I'm like, I'm kind of cool with being named the Onions supporters group. But then I was like, but Dupin and I'm like, wait, I, I'm with you. I was, even I was if, trying to piece it together. Even if Onions meant something, it's not a pun. Like, it doesn't work as a right. thing. Um, that made me so mad every time I saw it. <laughs> Oh, another happy foot I had was Wagner yelling very loud at the referee over the placement of the ball on the corner kick. It just that was, was like, so petty. That was so petty. And by the way, the referee was my sad foot, Cesar Ramos. He actually walked over there for a quarter of an inch. But Kai Wagner wouldn't roll it back. Go, what are you guys fighting over? Just roll it. And I was like, it's like just the dumbest argument. It drove me. And it was like 30 seconds. We can't get back. I'm like, come on. It was, it made me so that happy. Was a good yeah, it was just such a funny. I laughed out loud watching that moment because <laughs> it just so clearly didn't matter to either of them, and they had to walk through the performative steps of being upset about it. Um, the, official, I, the official was bad. I mean, I, he he really. I mean, it wasn't great. I will say he really. And you guys were talking about it. He really rode Carlos Vela. I mean, you don't have to give him calls. We gave him nothing, and I don't think that Glesnitz was a foul. I think that was a fifty. I'm fine with that. But that other one up the field where he was in full flight. And then kind of it was very patronizing with Carlos the whole time. And again, he doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have, to, it, it was just, I did, I thought that we were kind of beyond that. And it was, uh, it was re- repetitive telling him to hurry up to get off the field. All of it was just this mic. It was like, I, and then I, the penalty, we can argue about that. It wasn't great. Yeah. For me. Do you, in your opinions, should there have been cards in that little shove fight or should, it, are you happy that they played on? I, th- I think you got a card. I think you got to card somebody. It got a little bit uh, like guys, guys Izo, putting hands near people's faces and things like Izo that. You got yellow card. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you got to even it out. But you, when guys start getting hands up near other, each other's faces and they're like grabbing at the back of each other's necks and stuff like that, you got to do something. And I know that the commentators were like, "Fight, fight, fight!" Like that's all they wanted. Yeah, they were kind of into it. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were definitely egging them on. But I didn't. That the games like that, I don't think do any justice to how good that game is. And I think that referees can 
they they think that they're controlling the game by not carding players when I really I think that's what cards are for. That's how you get a little bit of a modicum of control and and respect from the players because you you have that one power. But when you just go ah, you guys will figure it out. I don't I don't love it. Yeah. In the chat, Jimmy says he remembers Dragon's Lair, so you're not alone, Max. That game. <laughs> <laughs> Another Max shout out from AO. The, he said next week is going to be hyped like LAFC Bonestorm for Max Bredos. <laughs> Bonestorm, uh, yeah. Bonestorm, uh, is that one account? He was at the Simpsons. He, he always likes to ride me a little bit. I don't know. But it's like veiled in like, it's veiled in some, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how he feels. You see, I, I, I so. Do you need us? If you need us to take care of him, we'll take care of him. Yeah. Know well, he, you got he made me laugh yeah. because I used to go, yes. And it sounded like the Simpsons character. Yes. <laughs> he did that and that made me laugh. But uh, I like I the, know. yeah. I still do um, it once in a while. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Les Scoot says, Sadfoot having to hear the dupe song. I know people don't like the dupe song, but again, makes me laugh. I love stupid traditions that don't make any sense. Like, the dumber the better is what I always say. <laughs> well, at least it's original because, like you said, they have like now their version of Jump Friendly Football Club, and these yeah. these chants, you know, just to just to be fair to everybody, there is a lot of chants that are used yes. across the board. So let's just calm down there a little bit. But sure, so sure. at least it's it's original. No, because because no one's stealing that one. No one wants yeah. that one. I agree with you, John. I like it. It's it's theirs. It's good. It's it's a nice it's a nice tradition. I grew up in Connecticut and the Whalers had a really stupid brass band song that they would play after every goal called a brass bonanza. And it wasn't a good song, but I, everyone in Connecticut loves the brass bonanza. And I love, I don't know, they feel almost like college football, dumb, stupid traditions that are, that are fun. Where, where, are you, where are you from in Connecticut? I grew up outside of Bridgeport in a town called Stratford. So like not nice Connecticut. Oh, do you know Bridgeport? <laughs> Well, because, yeah, we went to, I lived in West Hartford when I was at ESPN, and then we would go to the Bridgeport Arena for some uh-huh. shows. And uh, <laughs> what's the band, uh, the band about being in the suburbs? Uh, Arcade Fire. Oh, right. Arcade oh, Fire. Good. <laughs> and we were at a show there at Bridgeport, and they had good. these giant headgears, and they'd always come out, and they wore them in every show. And then I went on Twitter, and then the Arcade Fire account says, somebody stole one of our headgears from our I remember that. show. <laughs> That's Bridgeport. I go way to go, Bridgeport. Yeah, Bridgeport. You, you drive, you go down the street. You're like, because, because Travis, we think people think Connecticut. They think New England, Colonial. Mm-hmm. It's very, very uh, you know, Lakeside. All this stuff. It's very, and it is. But it's yeah. got some hard. It's got some. I, it's got a hardness to it too. Whenever I tell people I'm from Connecticut, I immediately have to say not the nice part. They're like, a blonde kid from Connecticut has horses. We know he has horses. <laughs> uh, and so I have to be like, no. And then usually people who know Bridgeport are like, okay, okay, <laughs> we know. They're the only place where they'll steer paper, paper mache heads for no reason from Arcade Fire. What's the resale value on paper mache heads from Arcade Fire? Fire. I know, Arcade Fire was really upset about it, and they were like, they were going, "Anyone who has anyone who has any information about this, uh, where there's a ten thousand dollar award, something." I was like, "Wow, yeah, how, do you not have a, how do you not have a backup? You gotta have a backup." Yeah, that's so funny. Paper oh, machine, those things. which is probably done. You could probably I don't, don't want to undersell it. You could probably do it in a few hours. And yeah. Arcade Fire at the time, one of the biggest bands in the world back then. Yeah, Five, just, it was like ten years. It ago. Just needs time to dry overnight. That's all. <laughs> yeah just make a new one guys just I make it that's the whole point when i brought up the story travis he goes, oh yeah i remember that it's like yeah. bridgeport's 
claim to fame. We don't have much going on. My hometown, Stratford, is right next to Bridgeport. And our claim to fame, we have two claims to fame. One is that we had the lar- like one of the largest asbestos plants in America, which, uh, <laughs> you know, very proud of. When the, when the plant closed, everyone like longs for the days of big asbestos because all the jobs went away. And then we had a Shakespeare theater in like the 60s that stood abandoned until two high schoolers burnt it down a few years ago. So that's where I'm from. <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Well done, Southern Connecticut. Yeah. A very um, cultured place. <laughs> Joseph says listener mandated banter is happening a little early. Yeah, we are getting away from the game again. I feel like it's happening a little late. <laughs> yeah. We should have started with it. I I feel like, you know, we, I feel, did we miss anything from the game? I mean, it was an intense game. It, there wasn't a ton. Tactically, do you think we missed anything, Vince or Max? You guys are the smart ones. No, I mean, it, like like I said, it was it was the game. It was more so the game that Philly wanted than LAFC wanted. So I, I think maybe the biggest happy foot is the fact that you get out of there one one and you get an away goal because yeah. really, and yeah, I, that should have been Philly's game. It should have been. But I, I saw like Tom Boger and people said dominating first half. I don't know if that's what I saw. I don't feel like having the ball. Better. Having the ball is not dominating. No, Creating half yeah. chances is not dominating. You can they say they definitely s- had they had the edge. I would say dominating. I agree with you, Max. It's a little heavy handed. I think Philadelphia are going to be kicking themselves because they were not clean. Second half, LAFC were turning the ball over, and then Philadelphia would turn it right back. I mean, they had mm-hmm. some chances if they just kind of you know, really collected themselves, but they were way too hasty in some plays and. I think they're going to be like realizing they they let they let some opportunities get away. It probably wasn't the game plan that they wanted to abide by, but it's the one they got. Yeah, I'm very I'm very happy we got a one one tie though over a zero zero tie. I, I, when it looked like we were going to have a zero zero tie, I was not looking forward to the stress of that game in Los Angeles. Anything else, Darren? You want to say before we take off? I've got a. a, a... Also not tactical, sad foot to add to the mix. In the 63rd minute, we got way too good of a look of Martinez's snot rocket on the oh, camera. Yeah. There were a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> that was really rough. I don't know. I re- it was like the whole thing, the cameras were terrible. I you remember that shit, And then all of a sudden, just like 4K. You know right what's funny, face. though? You would think you would think that of any sport, soccer players would not be the best at that. But I feel like if there was some kind of contest of snot rockets, soccer players are winning that. Like you would yeah. think hockey players might be the the champs at that, but soccer players just epic snot rockets. Like they're just it so was, they're too good just, at it. It was a really Snipers. good one, Darren. And then he was because he was he had an exchange. He was getting up, and then he, he blocked out for the left one, and nothing came out. And then he did it to the right, and this thing just went. Bow, bow. Yeah. It was big and juicy. And I was like, oh, it was a little bit too much. It is super ca- yeah. and it is super casual it. too. I love I, like like you said, Max, they'll, they'll be like mid conversation, like, yeah, so I just and they just it doesn't even yeah. Like, yeah. I mean it's it like a oyster came out of his nose. <laughs> it was the only time the Fox broadcast was in 1080p. The, came, the camera hung on him too. It was like, why are you still on him? Oh, that's it was like they coordinated it. It was uncalled for that was you know i i the one thing i want to go back to because i think we spent a little time on it is john mccarthy i've given him a hard time a few times in this podcast for his decision making he played a great game i think he made some really strong saves also i take back all of my aaron long hate from the beginning of the season he's played a bunch of really strong games for us and that save early on in like the 30 something minute where the ball was being crossed fully saved a goal there so i want to Formally retract my Aaron Long he, hate on this podcast. He also did a last second offside trap on Gazdag mm-hmm. that if he didn't do, would have been a yeah. goal for Philadelphia. 
And you could see him. He just goes, whoop. And it's the nick of time. It was just a sixth sense, which some guys wouldn't do. And he did it. Yeah. Yeah, it was smart the way he leaned forward like and that. He went like this. He knew. <laughs> you could see something brewing there. He's a good player. Is there – someone just asked before we go, is there a reason – they said, hoping Vince can explain why – Joseph asked this – hoping Vince can explain why away goals won't be a thing in the finals. Is It's only a thing leading up to the finals. Is there a logic behind that? Conca-calf going to conca-calf. Cool. I mean, yeah. Just, <laughs> Just, I mean, don't ask me the question. I, I have had nothing I, to add. I, I think one, I guess the the best explanation might be because there is added time. There's extra time if if needed. Whereas in these other contests, you go straight to penalties. And if you can, if you're the away team and you have the chance to score a goal that essentially is worth more than one goal in extra time, it's not fair. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons why they removed uh, that. Okay. Seems overly complicated, but what do I know? I don't know. But that is a writer. place for the semis or no? That is actually CONCACAF's mantra. Their motto is <laughs> seems overly complicated. Yeah. Sometimes you'll play underneath a tree, CONCACAF. Uh, By the I, way, I, 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 so, I was going to say something about John McCarthy. Sorry. You, you, you're around him. He feels like he knows this is a huge job. And he's there because Maxi Creeposa, he knows he can't have a bad performance or a, a oh, so-so performance. He knows with the history of this LAFC goalkeeping role that he has to bring it. And I think he felt like there was a couple games where he didn't have the performance that he may have had earlier in the season. I get the feeling he's working on it all the time. And he knows that he's a good keeper. He wants to be a really good keeper. And he's getting there because he hates playing. This is a club that, you know, the, 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 the expectations are so high now, whether it's the goalkeeper or whatever position. They'll, they'll, they, there's pressure on you if you don't perform. And I think John's had his head above water in a very difficult situation and has had a, a good season and I feel it's going to get better. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys had a great interview with him on your show that I think he's like, he was just so locked in. I, you got, we got stonewalled the entire time. Knocked on the door from every <laughs> angle. And he was just like, I'm not, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just that locked in. <laughs> wait, wait, if you interview John, you're better off asking things a little bit off there. Cause you'll say that. Cause he doesn't really want, he doesn't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, yeah, it's, and he doesn't want to sound too cliche. So he goes, let's talk about NBA or let's talk about food or something. I think, <laughs> It might be a, a better interview. I've, like, I've watched his simple. Twitch he's streams so, before. He's so he's, he is he is like charming. Like uh, he he has that side of him. So it's interesting. He doesn't want to let yeah, you he's in. A lovely guy. Yeah. I, and I will say, like our keepers, I think the first couple of years as a team were always very. They were the thing I was least confident in a lot of the time. I was always a little nervous about the decision making, and now I don't feel that with John. I mean, there there is some bad. There is some decision making that I wish he would approve upon, but I, I feel confident with him there. And I felt very confident with Max there. And even Yakupovic, I thought he had a good game. The one game he played as well, like I, that is no longer a weakness for us. If anything, yeah. it's a strength of depth. All right. I, yeah, for, we're going to wrap it up, but remind everybody the name of your podcast. Now that it's back, we're all so fucking happy that it's back. It was uh, the best podcast in the space. So thank you so uh, much for bringing it back. Um, what's it called? Where do, they seriously. can listen to it? Do it, Max. It's 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 called Inside LAFC. MVP. He's trying to think of a good I was joke. To be funny. Had, I, I was saying, no, I, and I was going to say something really inappropriate, which could have got me in trouble. <laughs> so I wisely moved away. So Inside LAFC MVP, the Max and Vince podcast, and I just got to tell you how wonderful it is to work with Vince. And I missed him very much when we weren't dealing with it. We stay in touch all the time. We text each other all the time. We I call him all the time, and he, he's such a unique person within that club and. The club loves him. The players love him. They know who he is. I mean, they embrace. It's he's put a lot of time in to be able to tell the stories of LAFC better than anyone. So I'm just I'm thrilled that we can continue to do this, and I hope we can do a lot more. 
Nothing to add. <laughs> Vince is like, I that's agree. Right. I am the best that's person right. in the club. That's right. <laughs> Real quick, AO in the chat says MVP plus Happy Foot, Sad Foot plus Keelini Espresso Shots YouTube vid. Four question marks. <laughs> yeah, if we can make it happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, well, the budget the, the budget for uh, the coffee pods has like tripled since Giorgio. And this is and I think they're like everything's look everything with the club is tightly budgeted. And they go, this is what you have to expand. And it's not that they, so when everything gets off, off kilter, it kind of, it's an alarm bell. So they go, wait a minute, what's this triple of the coffee pods? And it was Giorgio's doing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't drink Red Bull in four games. I got, it's not I got just him drinking the coffee. I, Other guys are drinking more because of Giorgio. Just, I, yeah. I, I got three kids. I feel like I'm training to, to get to Italian level. So I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Vince, Max, thank you so much for being here. We, uh, you know, it's we're always so happy thank to have you, so you, Vince and Max. It's so nice to meet you, and it means a lot. You took the time to come on. That was our Happy Foot, Sad Foot post game live stream. We'll be back next week after the second leg with another live stream. And oh, also subscribe to Vince's Substack, where he'll have takeaways from this game. Vince, where can they find that? Uh, it's VinceLarosa.substack. Very easy, just my name and then sub.substack.com. A little secret is that every week for my podcast, I read it what Vince has to say, and it's very helpful for this podcast. <laughs> I know um, what you mean. I do the same thing. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so Vince much for being really on. behind every LAFC podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag hire Vince. It's so great to see you guys. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for being in the chat. Sorry we didn't read as many comments today, but we were excited by our two expert guests. See you soon. I love you. I love you. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com